Sexual Quantum Leap Podcast, episode 20. Hello again. It is I, Pierre. And uh, today, we're going to talk about something very interesting. We're going to talk about basically the thing that will give you a really, truly deep connection with women. It will allow you to have amazing, fun, crazy experiences with women. It will allow you to uh, have, um, or, or to just, you know, to have that, those quote-unquote results that you're looking for. Multiple screaming orgasms, her being fully satisfied, all of these things. And this is really the secret to, quote-unquote, getting it right, right? So... If you've ever worried about, uh, yeah, for, for those of you who are in a relationship or for those of you who want to find a partner, for those of you who have been worried about, like, well, can I trust women? Or what if she will leave me? What if she thinks I'm boring? What if she thinks I'm just not satisfying her enough? What if she thinks uh, I'm not good enough? What if the, she thinks her ex-boyfriend was better? What if she, she, you know, just can't really connect with me? Um... Or what if she just thinks that I'm just not that good? I'm not doing it the right way. Then today, I'm going to present you with the antidote to all of your fears and the one thing that will actually get you all of the things that you want. To begin with, I should clarify that there isn't really such a thing as the one thing but if there was a thing as the one thing, what I'm about to tell you would be the one thing. So, without further ado, let's get into it. So, to begin with, I wanted to talk about the three things that actually kill all your chances to have the connection, have, give you a partner the satisfaction, um, and to, to have those fun, amazing experiences and build that future with your partner, right? Number one is self-consciousness. Self-consciousness is a topic or a subject uh, that I don't hear being discussed much at all. But understanding self-consciousness was one of the biggest epiphanies in my life and in my journey into understanding human behavior in general, understanding influence and persuasion, understanding dealing with women, and especially understanding how to build a great relationship and how to really explore sexuality with a woman. So we're going to talk about self-consciousness. Then we're going to discuss um, being outcome-oriented. The right way to be outcome-oriented, because yes, there is such a thing as being outcome-oriented the right way. Then we're going to discuss, or probably before that, we're going to discuss the wrong way of being outcome-oriented, because that's what most people obviously get wrong. And last but not least, we are going to discuss perception management. Perception management is the number one enemy of 
creating authentic connections, having authentic influence, being in control, which is a little bit counterintuitive, but if once you let go of perception management, that's when you truly become in control, right? And also, if you are busy dealing with perception management, I can guarantee you, you will never have as much fun, as much laughter as you could, right? So let's begin with self-consciousness. <clears throat> Excuse me. So self-consciousness is something I first started reading about a few years back when I was reading a lot about altruism. And uh, what, what was very fascinating was that, that the, the way it was explained to me, uh, so I was reading a lot of Buddhism and other things, uh, learning about compassion, about metta meditation, loving-kindness meditation, that's another word for it, and, um, and altruism. And what they said is, as, while, as long as you're self-conscious, you actually can't be truly a good person. Because you can't be self-conscious and be compassionate at the same time. Well, this gets compassion a little bit later. But basically, a lot of people misconstrue the difference between empathy and compassion, which is wrong, right? So for those of you who work in the medical profession, you would know very, very well what empathy fatigue is. And for those of you who don't, empathy, empathy fatigue, sorry for my mumbling of words, This, after all, this is my second language, so I uh, hope you can bear with me. But in any case, empathy fatigue is something that's very, very common among nurses, right? So let's say they work with cancer patients and they're feeling a lot of empathy. What is empathy? Empathy is you see another person in pain, another person who's suffering, and you're basically taking the feeling on board. You're feeling what they're feeling, right? And someone who's a so-called empath will really take the feeling on completely. And they don't even understand that there was another person's feeling to begin with. But that's like taking empathy to an extreme. Regular empathy is you see another person in pain and you feel the pain. This is a good trait. It means you're not a psychopath. So... Great job. Um, but the problem with empathy is that it's very draining. So a lot of nurses experience empathy fatigue and they actually get um, experience burnout as a result. And I know that a lot of coaches actually get empathy fatigue, even though they don't want to admit it, right? They end up getting a little bit annoyed with their clients, they get a little bit frustrated. And uh, I know very well because I used to be there myself. So I'm not, I'm not judging anybody, but it's very common. It's common among, among psychologists, psychiatrists, doctors, nurses, um, and uh, just mothers, you know, because what, if, if what happens, if, if you feel someone else is suffering as suffering, it's pretty fucking intense and it's very draining. And that's why empathy is not the end goal. But if you go from empathy to first you feel our pain, that's the draining part. But then if you transform that pain to truly and deeply wishing them well, and you're seeing them blossom, and we'll talk about this later, but basically you're going from empathy to compassion. Compassion is the wishing of well. 
wanting them doing better and not wanting in, in a in a in a sort of uh, panic way, but like in a calm, loving way, wanting for this other person to be rid of their suffering instead of just focusing on the suffering itself, right? So you're going from empathy where you feel the pain yourself to compassion where you feel that warm, fussy sensation of love and kindness inside of you. If you know how to convert empathy to compassion, so empathy is just the first stage. It's not where it's supposed to end. It's just like, it means you have the capacity to be a really good person. But if you stay in the empathy, you're gonna get drained. Other people are gonna drag you down. But if you wanna be the person who can be in the room of 10 miserable people and lift them up like a fucking leader, you have to learn compassion. It's loving kindness when you're around people who are suffering and you're pulling them up because your your love, your compassion, your strength is so much stronger than their suffering. So you can actually bring them up. So just so you get the context, we're going to talk more about compassion later on today. But so, so that's the, the general gist of compassion, right? And compassion, I'll just give you a little bit more of a spiel on this and then we'll go come back to self-consciousness. So compassion is a state where when you enter this state, especially when you go really deep into this state, um, you your body basically flushes out cortisol, which is the stress hormone. And this, this is all scientific shit, right? It's just it's backed up with stuff. I'm not pulling this out of my ass, right? So it's, fl it's basically flushing out cortisol. So your cortisol levels, which is stress, goes way, 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 way down when you enter the state of compassion. And when cortisol goes down, you will be able to work more, you will have better focus, you will be happier, you will be more productive, you will connect better with other people, and all these other things. And we'll go into more benefits of that. But so lowering stress for, like we all know that it's good to fight. Like stress causes fucking cancer, right? So let's just, get some compassion going just so we can avoid fucking cancer, right? But it helps with the way that you connect with other people as well, which is fucking fantastic. And so that's one. And number two, when you enter a state of, of compassion, your brain starts releasing serotonin. And serotonin, my friends, is a fucking super chemical, right? So number one, Serotonin is the thing that basically makes you rise through the social hierarchy in terms of status, right? Without you actually improving your competency or your status in other ways, just by your brain producing a fuckton of serotonin makes you more assertive, more dominant, happier, and connecting more with other people. And it's actually increasing your empathy even more and therefore get more compassion and even more serotonin. So you're getting into an upward spiral. Serotonin, for those who didn't know, is the chemical released when you take ecstasy, right? So it's pretty fucking intense. And once you learn how to really, really get into that uh, state, we'll, we'll discuss that later. But once you really know how to tap into that state, you uh, you can do similar things that people can do on fucking ecstasy. Not of obviously not to that extent, but I've had experiences that have been. Uh, they, they have felt drug-induced, absolutely drug-induced. And that was, you know, you don't have to practice much in order to get to that state. We do a lot of that stuff on the retreats. In any case, so, compassion, right? It's fucking amazing. 
It's increasing your status in the social hierarchy from the serotonin. It's making you less stressed. And when you're in this state, you connect deeper with other people, right? It's like, you know, like take ecstasy or MDMA. You know how much you can connect with other people, how easy it is to socialize, how easy it is to express yourself, how easy it is to be free, have fun, to laugh. Um, and if you're doing things with a woman sexually to actually reach that quote unquote end goal, you know, giving her orgasms, it's just so much easier when you're in this state. So what is the problem then? The problem is self-consciousness because compassion means you are focused on the other person, right? In a very relaxed way. Not, it's not kind of focused shit. We'll, we'll get to that in a second as well. But it's a very relaxed way of focusing on the other person and it's you forget about yourself, right? So if if you, again, I'm just going to assume everyone watching this know what flow state is. They read the book Flow by by Mihaly Chichikian, Mihaly, whatever his name is. If you don't know this, pause the podcast and go check it out. Just get a summary of the book somewhere. It's probably some bullet points or some cliff notes somewhere. But I'm going to assume you know what it is, right? So what is flow state? Flow state is you forget about yourself your conception of who you are, you forget about your body, you do all of that, and you're just completely focused in the moment, right? Hence, you are not self-conscious. Self-consciousness is the polar opposite to flow state. And compassion is the closest state you can basically be in to flow state without actually being in flow state. They are super closely linked. And if you just put yourself into a state of compassion, you can't be in self-consciousness, which means it's easier to get into flow. And when you're in flow, if you're, let's say you're having sex with a woman, it's just like, you're just going to feel what she needs you to do. You're going to do it the second she needs you to do it. You're going to be able to create the most amazing, ex most exciting, fun environment she can possibly have while connecting super deeply. And she's going to feel like you know her better than she knows herself. And it's going to be like you getting every single little thing right. And as a result, she's going to have a fuck ton of orgasms and fun and connection and love with you. So it's pretty fucking cool. So, but what else happens when you're in a state of self-consciousness? Well, if you're really self-conscious, for anyone who's ever spoken on stage and quote-unquote drawn a blank, or spoken to a woman and quote-unquote run out of things to say, or, I don't know, anything similar to that, what happens is when you draw a blank, or when you run out of things to say or whatever, that comes from you being self-conscious. Or one of the other two things that we're going to talk about next, but it's mainly self-consciousness. You're getting aware like, what, how am I standing? What do I sound like? What Just a bunch of different things at the same time. That's self-consciousness. You're going to be stifled. You're going to feel close. You're going to feel like you're just locked in yourself and you can't express who you are. And all you want to do in that moment is just fucking liberate yourself. Right? And when you're self-conscious, you cannot give a woman a good time. You cannot give her orgasms. You cannot connect with her. I spoke about communication on, a, on an earlier podcast. I'm not going to go into to depth about this analogy. But if, 
essentially, if you think of communication as signals between different antennas, right? In order for your communication, so you send a signal to the other antenna, and they first they will receive it, then they will interpret it, and then they will decide what they want to send back to you. Then they're gonna send a signal back back to you. You receive that. You're gonna interpret that, right? So that's how things go back and forth, and. If you're self-conscious or you're tensed up, the, you're, you're, it's going to be a, an interference in the signals. It's going to be a disturbance there, right? So it's like if you're trying to watch your TV and the connection is, is an interference in the connection because it's bad weather out or whatever it is. You know, like the sound and the video is going to be off, right? It's the same when you're interacting with people. That connection you're going to have a, it's going to be, the connection is going to be dis disturbed. It's, you're going to be disconnected, right? And that really, really comes from self-consciousness. Um, so, yeah, that's self-consciousness. You don't want to be self-conscious. You want to be in a state of compassion where you're focused on the other person. Self-consciousness is you're focused on yourself. You're being a selfish little cunt, <laughs> To, to to put to put it in in um, to put it that way, but I understand. Usually, the most guys who are self conscious are actually not cunts. It's like people who are cunts don't uh, don't actually get self conscious. But when you're being self conscious, you're actually in a way just being really fucking selfish, and you're just thinking about. You're literally you're just thinking about yourself when you should be focusing on the other person, right? So that's why self consciousness is going to doom your success, your connection, and everything else with your partner. So that's number one. And compassion is the antidote. Compassion and relaxation. We'll get to that in a second. The second thing that will kill your connection with your partner is being outcome-oriented. Right Now, there is one way of doing this. That's the right way. So for those of you who are more of the... CEO type, the fucking the high achievers out there who are just like, hey man, I just want to get in there, get the job done, and do do it well, right? I just want, want my fucking, I, I I just I got dice on the prize and I want to give her fifteen orgasms and call it a day, right? I get it, it's fine. I am just like that, right? There are some people who are just like, actually, it's cool if I'm not like that. I just want to have a lot of fun, or I just want connection, or you know whatever thing is for me i i am that person where i am super super goal oriented all the time 24 7 and i've been that way since i was like six years old um funny story when i was i don't remember how young i was but i was really really young i went to the library and i i i would borrow books on on physiology and nutrition and, and soccer and all these different things. And I would sit there and map out my own weekly schedule on how to practice soccer. I put together my own diet, my own exercise regime and everything. And, you know, I, it was probably fucking shit. But it's pretty insane for someone who's like 10. Especially since it took me to like being 16 until I could, could read properly. So I was just making my way slowly through these books because I was so determined to actually, you know, get it right have a strategy and fucking execute it so I can become, um, yeah, I wanted to become a professional soccer player. I didn't really go that far, but that's why I'm so, for me, in terms of sexuality, I'm like that. Like, I want a fucking goal, right? So sometimes when people are like, no, man, it's just about, you know, just be here in the moment and 
just relax and whatever. I'm just a little bit like, shut up, faggot. I, I, come on, like, how do I make it come? Tell me, what's, what's the, uh, come on, three-step process. Do you have something, right? So for those of you listening out there who are like that, I get it. But unfortunately, you're going to have to stop it. <laughs> um, so the wrong way of being outcome-oriented is doing techniques or doing tactics in, in, in the bedroom or in your relationship or whatever in order to create some form of an outcome, right? If you're doing things in order to quote-unquote make them work, then it's not going to quote-unquote work, at least not to the extent that you want, right? Like it can, can sort of work a little bit. But if you're really focusing on what you want to have happen as the end result and you're only doing it and like while you're doing it, you're sort of maybe you're pretending that you're not doing it for this reason, but at least you're still watching her, watching her reactions to see like, oh, is she coming? Is she breathing heavier? Is she getting really into it? Um, if you're doing it like that, it's again going to be a disconnection, right? In the communication between the two of you. And when I say communication, I don't mean just when you're speaking. Like you can have your face deeply burned into a fucking pussy, eating her like a goddamn champ. You're still communicating. Right? So when I'm saying that there's a disconnection in the communication, it's not just when you're speaking to each other, just to get that fucking clear, right? But how can you be outcome-oriented the right way? Well, gentlemen and ladies who are listening, because we do have quite a few female <laughs> listeners, funny enough, which is not what we expected, but that's awesome. Um, so the way that you do this is... You literally go, you think, what are, what are the, what state do I need to be in, in order to just increase the probability of me creating this outcome that I want, right? So if you see it like poker, it's a funny example. So let's say you're playing poker, right? There's a certain number of cards in a deck. Right? Let's say you have one deck and uh, four or five hands have been played and there are certain cards that have been used. So now there's only a certain amount of cards that are left. And, you know, like for people who count cards and shit, it's pretty straightforward. For those of you who don't, like, I'm sure you've heard of the concept. I don't really know how to do it myself. But that means whatever is on the table, you look at that and you compare to all the cards that have been used and all the cards that are left in the deck and the cards that you have and you calculate, depending on what's in the card, what is the probability of you winning, right? So you just make everything based off of probability in poker, right? Like, if I if I fold now, or if I uh, see the blind or whatever, if I bluff or if I go all in, like wh whatever your all the different moves you have, what what are the probabilities of something earning your profit? Right? So what's the risk and reward and in terms of probabilities, right? So that, that's the way I was always thinking in, in terms of like how, how to meet women. I was always thinking what was like the highest probability move here? Uh, because I'm so outcome oriented, I'm like, okay, what's going to give me the fucking result? I just want the highest probability move at every single second, right? And it's the same thing in sex. It's like, what is the highest probability move here, right? So you can't think, okay, 
If I move my tongue at 43 miles per hour, it is 33 degree in northeast direction, right? Like, awesome. If you're thinking in terms of only the techniques that you're doing, you still have those highest probabilities thing, pro probability moves. But here's what I realized. The actually highest probability move or whatever in order to give your woman really like intense screaming fucking orgasms. Guess what that is? That is not being self-conscious at all and letting actually letting go of the outcome and letting go of all perception management, which we'll get to in a second. But not only that. Because you got you got to substitute it for something. It's not that you just let it go, right? Then what the fuck do you do after this? Number one, you get into a deep, deep state of compassion. You get into a deep state of relaxation. So those are like the emotional states that you're in: relaxation, relaxation, and compassion, right? And then obviously extreme arousal. Like your woman wants to feel that desire from you. You still got it. And, and this is the thing for guys who are very goal-oriented, they have that warrior-type energy. They have that CEO-type of energy, right? And that's what's making you so fucking goal-oriented. But if you can just tap into the energy, just like, oh, like, I just want to fuck you. I want to pin you down and, you know, just, just want to have my way with you. If you can, do, can bring out that energy while being super relaxed, and being in a state of compassion at the same time. These three things together, extreme desire, extreme relaxation, extreme compassion, all at once, that is the highest probability move to get the outcome that you want. And then, on top of this, of course, you have a basic understanding on what to actually do. Right. So to begin with, what is her psychology like? Like you got to under, deeply understand female psychology and human behavior in general. Right. Then like, where is her fucking clitoris? And no, the clitoris is not just a thing on her pussy. It goes up all the way into her stomach. The clitoris is giant. Got to understand this stuff. Right. Where's the G spot? Where's the V spot? A lot of people don't even know where the fucking V spot is. Right. Where's the A spot? You got to find out her... Uh, anatomy, physiology, understand her emotionally and mentally, intellectually, psychologically, right? But it's based in desire, relaxation, and compassion. And then you understand, okay, so these are her different spots basically inside her pussy. So when you're fucking her, put yourself in different positions, you can actually hit certain spots. Learn to thrust in a slow way, move your hips, right? That's like doing it right. But none of that shit matters if your main preoccupation pre in your brain is doing it right in order to create the outcome. Like I said, I get it. I'm the same way. I'm very intense like that. But you're not going to get the outcome unless you're relaxed, you're in a state of compassion, and you have real deep, true desire for you. And this, by the way, for those, those of you who are single, there are some guys who are like pickup guys here. They're sometimes asking us, uh, they're having problems with getting it up sometimes, which, hey, if you got ED, we're here to fucking help you. But some of the guys were like, why do you have ED? Well, I'm, I'm not super into the girls I'm sleeping with. Listen, 
if you don't feel an un, almost uncontrollable level of fucking desire and connection and compassion for the woman that's naked in front of you, don't fuck her. You shouldn't even get her to the bedroom if that's the case. Right? Just to make that clear. So, outcome-oriented, it's fine. I get it. I'm the same. But you're only going to get the outcome if you have relaxing compassion and desire as your base. Then you get there, right? And I'll talk about how to get there in a second. But that's the first step. Then after this, we can talk about the technicalities of doing it. But you have to have those things. Then you have to understand her. And uh, sorry, yeah. So first step is what is your internal state and your emotional connection to her? That's one. Then number two, because that's how she's going to really trust you, right? Then number two, you truly understand her. She's going to make her trust you even more. And now she's also going to respect your competency a little bit more, right? So now you understand her and you're connected with her. Now you can start reading her body and seeing what she really needs in the moment. So you're not going to just like, well, I heard this like X, Y, Z fucking thrusting technique was really good but maybe that's not what she needs but in order for you to know if she needs that or another thing you need to be really present with her which is you know, the compassion the relaxation and desire so you're in tune with her body combined with understanding her body and her mind and her emotions then you can see what she actually needs in the moment and then from knowing what she needs in the moment then you pick out of all the different technical things that you know and you're like oh this is going to be the best one for you at this moment but I'm you doing it based off of what you are giving me, not based off of a pre-planned choreography in my mind. In other words, ladies and gentlemen, it's about authentic connections. That's really it. It's understanding female psychology, human behavior, understanding yourself, your own sexuality, her sexuality, and actually, you know, having love and desire for the other person while being really fucking relaxed. So, here's one thing that's interesting. What people think the solution, and we're touching this already, I know, but I still think it's very, it's a very interesting misconception that people think that it's just pure presence that's the antidote to these things, but it's not because you, the way that I see it, Presence comes in two forms, right? You have focused presence and then you have relaxed presence. Focused presence is amazing if you're trying to fucking crush the other team while you're playing basketball, right? If you're in the ring and, and you're like, I'm really into martial arts, I do, I do MMA, right? And now we're, when we're here in Thailand, we do, we do Thai boxing, right? So... Someone is in front of me. I'm reading his, his body language and I'm really, really focused. I'm, I'm almost like, I'm like, I'm, it's just me and my opponent. And I'm just, and I'm just like, I'm every single second, I'm hyper focused just to, to find openings where I can, can jab, you know, all this stuff, all this kind of stuff. But that's not the kind of presence a woman wants you to have because that's a pretty tense intensity right that's the kind of presence you want when you're studying you're really focused or when you're at work when you're trying to close a deal when you're or when you're fighting right 
But when you were a woman, you want relaxation, not focus, right? And that's the big difference. Focus, you can be very focused and present. Maybe you're, you're analyzing her behavior so that you can think you can read her thoughts and that whatever you're saying, what you're doing, you're trying to manage her perception of you or just people in general in order to create a certain outcome. And you can be extremely focused when you're doing this and in that way being extremely present. But you're not relaxed and it's relaxation that's actually going to make her relaxed. And if she's not, so if you're super focused, she's going to get a little bit tense. And for a woman to enjoy sex and to let go and have orgasms, she needs to be relaxed. And the way you make her relax is you go first, like a leader. So you got to relax. I don't want you to be focused. I, we, we, I, I know we tell you to be, to be present, but when we say present, we don't mean focus. We mean re relaxation. So for those of you out there, those fucking killers, the fucking super achievers, because we have a lot of high-end business people, we have a lot of CEOs reaching out to us, and they're like, dude, I've, I know about the fucking present shit. I do focus meditation every morning. I'm the shit when it comes to being focused. Why is it not working? My wife is still not having orgasms. All right, bro, chill out. It's all good. We're going to sort it out, this out. But the solution is not focus meditation. It's not sitting there and focusing on your fucking breath. It's not sitting there and observing your thoughts. It's none of that shit. If you want to compare it to meditation, it's more of a body scanning kind of meditation where you feel your muscles relax and let go. So as you're listening to this, if you're if you're seated in some way or if you're walking, whatever you, you may be doing, just put a little bit of awareness into your feet. Like whatever you're doing, can you relax your feet a little bit more when you're doing this? What about your shoulders? What about your eyebrows or your eyelids? Can you just relax your eyelids so they almost start, start drooping a little bit? You look a little bit tired or high? Right, very relaxed eye contact. Can you relax your cheeks and your lips? Maybe your tongue? Maybe just relax your belly, breathe fully all the way down into your balls. Right? It's a little bit different. That's also presence, but it's presence that puts you in your body through relaxation versus a presence that puts you in your head through focus. It's a very, very big difference. And your woman, one type of presence will make your woman feel tense and stiff and pressured to perform. And one will make her relax and let go and give her basically creating the environment that will be uh, conducive for her to have orgasms and be satisfied. It's not gonna, like, she's not, it's, again, like, don't, don't think of it as a trick. It's not like, let's relax now so she can have the orgasm. Because now you're still in your head. Like, like I said before, getting really, really relaxed, then she's just, that, that's the highest probability play, right? 
So what I really recommend for anybody watching this, go on to YouTube. This is my my goal and fucking trick. Go on to YouTube and go on a YouTube search for Eckhart Tolle. Eckhart Tolle, I'm not sure how you pronounce his name. And see him talk about inhabiting the body. Right? Learn to do that. Right? Once you've done this for a long time, you will be able to feel your entire body at once while being super relaxed. Once you can do that, now you're starting to get into the kind of emotional state or a physical state. This is the physical component of it. So you're letting go mentally. So you're getting mentally relaxed. Then through this, you're getting physically relaxed, right? Now you have set the, the, the foundation for you to become emotionally relaxed. And then once you are all the way there to emotional relaxation, then she will feel the same. She will be connected to you. She will have fun with you. She will trust you. And she will probably have a fuck ton of orgasms if you just know a little bit of the technicalities as well. Right? There's a difference between focused presence and relaxed presence and why you should go with the relaxed one. And um, yeah, Ch- check out in- Inhabiting the Body with Eckhart Tolle talks about this in a lot of different books. I don't see so he's talking about a lot of ways where you can be present, right? It's like observe your thoughts, just, you know, the soundscape and all these different things. None of those things really work in terms of sexuality and dealing with women. What works for women is inhabiting the body, like deep relaxation. And then once you're in that state, you go into compassion because then first you get really relaxed and then you forget about yourself and become connected with her through compassion. And that's basically connecting with like wanting her to do well, right? Wanting her to be safe and feel loved and all these other things that's really a huge topic that would that's like a three four hour seminar to to dive through that completely but get really relaxed then focus on her right what does she like just just speaking like this start by reading her body look at her and feel her and it's like Let's just for for as as a fun little game between you and your partner. Just say, hey, I don't want you to say anything or indicate anything like with like actually like doing gestures. There's no no we're not playing charades here, right? Like, I just want you to just be you and just try to show me with your body what you want me to do and how you're feeling. And without without you actually saying anything, I'm just going to learn to see and feel what you want right this is also good because it's making her let go a little bit more because she's like oh okay so i gotta she's almost she's gonna exaggerate a little bit right and it's making her let go right so like moan a little bit extra if you're liking it right like maybe tense up a little bit more if 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 you don't like it um and all those kind of things and look at her like how can you see here's a big thing that a lot of guys don't understand i learned this from from one of my tantra mentors. Shout out to Timo, if you are listening to this, who taught me about this. Um, is she cold? A lot of women get cold, right? So, is she cold? How can you know if she's cold without asking her and without you telling her? Think about that. How can you know if she's cold? 
And how can you know if she wants more of what you're doing or less? How can you just see in her body if she wants it faster and harder or slower? How do you want to know if she wants it higher up or lower down? Faster, slower, right? What does she want? And how can you learn to see that and feel that without asking her? The best way to learn to do that is telling her to show you without telling you. And then once you get to know her more and more, you will, she won't have to think about showing you. You will just know without her saying a word. And then if you're the kind of dude who's meeting a lot of women, the more women you do this with, you, you will start seeing patterns because everyone will express it a little bit differently, for sure. But you will still see patterns, right? You will basically have like a couple of different types of archetypes of women that will express it in different ways. And you learn like, oh, this is this archetype's way of expressing that she's cold. This is that archetype's way of expressing she wants it faster or harder, right? So you will start seeing these patterns. Um, and obviously going into female archetypes and different sexual archetypes and how to read the different archetypes of bodies. It's just way, 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 way too advanced for this podcast at the moment. We haven't even got a podcast 100. So we will we'll wait with that one. That's some super advanced concepts about sexuality and female behavior. But yeah, so do that as, as a thing. Learn to inhabit the body thing and then get into her body. You get First you get into your body, then you get into her body. Tell her, show me what you want. Show me what you like. Show me what you don't like. Show me what you don't want. And then you're doing that. And if you really want a little bit of help, begin, sorry about that, begin by just doing some eye gazing, right? Just sit across from your partner, look each other in the eye and pick one eye. Don't flicker between the eyes. Pick one eye, look her into her pupil, not her eye in general, and sit there and breathe with each other. Sit cross-legged across from each other, hold each other's hands and match each other's breathing and look into each other's eyes. And what I want you to do is focus on how much you love her, how much you want her to be happy, how much you want to satisfy her and for her to do the same for you. And you just sit there until you start feeling really, really, really connected. Then you have at least, at least 45 minutes of foreplay where you're making out, you're caressing her body. Maybe begin by giving her a massage and learn to see where she wants to be massaged and if she wants it faster or slower or harder or lighter just during the massage. And then maybe start, you know, like you start uh, like sucking her nipples, play around with them and learn to see what she likes when you're doing that without her saying anything. And then the same thing with obviously uh, when you're eating her pussy. That's a great way of segueing into learning how to read her body through fucking her. Begin by reading her body through her reactions when you're eating her pussy and then do it during actual intercourse. It's where you're going to really learn how to you will be inside her mind and inside her body and you will eventually know her better than she knows herself. And when that happens, the level of connection she's going to feel to you is something she will never have felt for any other man and something she will never feel for any other man. 
and she's gonna let go you're gonna have so much fun it's just fucking fantastic and the orgasms are just gonna be inevitable right and that's what i meant before with like the highest probability play is not focusing on the techniques but it's focusing on your state and learning her because then you're inside her mind and inside her body and then for her to have orgasms because you're just actually giving her what her body is telling you she's actually telling you what she needs you just need basic understanding of different basically moves that you can do but then it's just getting into her body and her body will just tell you what to do and then yeah like i said orgasms are pretty fucking inevitable oh sorry i thought i had pressed stop here but i had not so that was good let's keep this show on the road um so that's mental relaxation and a little bit on physical relaxation. Um, then we have emotional relaxation, which I touched on briefly. When you're getting into a real deep state of compassion, you're going to relax emotionally as well. And when you get all the way here, you will relax mentally too. You're not going to have thoughts racing. You're just really in the moment. And when all of this happens, it's you're going to start coming closer and closer to that magical feeling of being in flow state. But once you're here, there's only one thing left, and that's tension. So tension is not necessarily an emotional thing or a physical thing. I'm not quite sure what the fuck it is, but it's very important to understand it. So tension basically happens when you feel pressure to perform or you feel under attack or you feel unsure about yourself. Um, if you're fearing something, if you're holding back, if you're feeling a bit stifled. And it shows up in our bodies in different ways. We all have different places in the body depending on, on different types of traumas that we've had. I'm going I'm to save you the, the basically the, the depth psychology of this. You can check out Carl Jung for, for that kind of shit. But basically, like if, if you've always been told to shut the fuck up, right? And then when you get under pressure... You will just feel tension in your throat, right? Or if you've been like psychologically fucked up, you will feel a lot more tension in your head, right? Or if you've been more emotionally fucked up, it can be more around your solar plexus. Or if it's, you know, other things, you can feel it around your chest area, right? So there are different places where we all feel it, right? The most common ones are, number one, your fucking ass, I'm telling you, when you're listening to this, how do you feel? Is your ass clenched? There's this a probability some of you listening to this will have their ass clenched as you're listening. Do you know the term being a tight ass? There's a fucking reason for that, right? Once we get nervous, once we feel pressured, we actually tense, we clench up our fucking asshole or, or rectum, if you want to call it that, right? But your ass gets fucking tight. Number two, your, your belly right like i'm not me in solar plexus but below the, like your proper belly like around your belly button sort of area for a lot of people we feel will feel tension this is a place where we also often feels feel like anxiety and stress but anxiety and stress can be gone but you can still have tension there right so that's another place and then you have your solar plexus area this is this is actually well i get mo most of my tension and again this is also a place where you can feel anxiety, 
But this is not about the actual emotion. This you just get actual tension, right? So maybe you're you are relaxing, you are in the moment, but unconsciously you're feeling a little bit of 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 pressure to do something or there's some sort of a worry, and then you can still probably have a little bit of just tension or pressure in your solar plexus area. So you have your ass, you have your belly, you have your solar plexus, then you just have your general chest area, um, which is the place where I almost never get any of the tension, but a lot of people do. Then you have your throat, and then you have generally in your face kind of thing, and then higher up where it feels like basically it's, it's your brain. Um, I'm not sure what the reasons for these are, but from... So I've been exploring this stuff for a long time, and I've been coaching a lot of people, and a huge portion of what I've always been doing has been surrounding fear and anxiety. For me, a lot of social anxiety and for a lot of my clients as well. So what, what I found is these are the places where people feel that tension. And I've always been very anti all that hippie shit. And I've always been like, fuck that, talk about fucking chakras and shit. Um, then what I found out is these are the places where the chakras sit as well. So... Yeah, I'm not really sure what to make of that, but apparently the old fucking Indian dudes who came up with that were pretty smart. Um, and then science actually backs it up by saying there are just the reason for this is because there are a lot more nerve endings in these places. But yeah, who knows what was actually going on? But the point is, when you're having sex, it's hard to explain exactly how to let go of all the all that tension and really prevent it fully, but. The best way of doing it is to begin with your first step is simply learn to recognize where on these in these areas, which are the ones that you clench up in. Right. And it will probably be different depending on what you're doing. Right. So if you're doing public speaking, it might be one. If you're having sex, it might be another area. If you're um, having a tough conversation, it might be a third area. Right. So learn to see the patterns in your own physiology where you're having those places of tension, right? And then you map that out. So let's say you have a lot in your solar plexus area, for instance. Then to begin with, the best thing would be just copy that whole inhabit the body thing. So you just like, oh, I'm having the thing in my solar, in my solar plexus thing. Just, just put awareness on it for now. And just do your best to actually relax or quote-unquote unclench the area. And if you do that combined with really getting in touch with your feelings of compassion and loving kindness for the woman in front of you, then chances are you will be able to get rid of it and you will be able to get out of your body, uh, out of your head, into your body and into her body. And when I say get into her body, I don't mean physically like fucking her. You're probably doing that already. Um, but I mean, learn to like, almost like spiritually or whatever you want to call it, energetically being inside of her, understanding her body, completely getting out of your own body even, and just being with her 100%. So that is my little rant on, uh, I don't know what we're going to call this, presence? It's not really presence, it's more relaxation groundedness compassion it's, it's a lot of different things but that's the end of this so to recap real quick the three things that will kill your 
uh, desires sexually, you know, having fun, satisfying her, giving her orgasms, connecting, making sure getting things right, like all these things. What's in what's in your way is self-consciousness, being outcome oriented and trying to manage her perception, which is I, I touched on that a little bit too briefly, maybe, but I'll touch more on that in later podcasts. But it's basically don't do things in order so that you look like you're dominant or look like you're confident in bed, right? Like, don't be preoccupied with making her think certain things of you. Just get into this state. That's it. And then from there, you get into her body. Learn to see her body. Learn to read her body. Do the exercise where she's not telling you. She's just showing you, right? Shout out to Timo again. Big shout out to Timo. Um, do the eye gazing thing. And then you learn more and more to get into with her body. And then check out our Facebook group. Check out uh, our Facebook profiles. Go to the other um, podcasts and learn more about the technical applications. But the technical stuff like how to thrust, what motion, what pace, what spot to hit, all these things. That's the third part, right? First is the state. Then you get into her body. And then you start doing the actual things. Because once you have those two first points done, your actual instincts are good enough to tell you how to make her come at least a few times. But then if you learn really about the technicalities, that's how you like make her squirt. And yes, squirting is a real thing. I had someone today who takes me. Uh, you, you know who you are. I'm not, not going to say your name, though. Uh, really, really good fucking high level uh, internet marketer. Who I absolutely love, and he was like, "But bro, what this squirting? Is that even real? What is that all about?" Like, yes, it's real. But, but, but what? Huh? Right? He was very confused. It's real. Every woman can squirt, but you gotta learn how to do it. That's the thing where it comes to a lot of technicality. Like, may like you can actually like chicks have squirted like quote unquote unintentionally. But that's pretty low probability for that to happen. But again, relax, get into the right state, understand her body, start moving with her. And then we can discuss the actual technicalities or what we like to call the party tricks. Um, and yeah, that's it for me today. We'll see you again tomorrow with another podcast. It's been a lot of fun as usual. And again, if you want to support this, begin by embodying what we're talking about. So be the man you always wanted to be, create that tribe, be part of this movement. And long term, you will see the change that you want to see. It is fucking cool. Um, share this with your friends, share this with your enemies too, if you like. Just share it. It's good. And uh, yeah, share this with your work colleagues. <laughs> Maybe share it with your dad so your mom can get some action again. But other than that, if this stuff resonates with you, and you would like to have some more of the advanced stuff, feel free to reach out with us. We'll just have a very casual conversation. The first step is just a 10, 15 minute call. We'll just have a quick chat with you, see where you're at, see what your goals are and uh, get a quick feel for you. We'll let you know a little bit of information about the retreats and the advanced trainings that we offer. Um, no obligations, no strings attached, nothing like that, completely free, just quick chat. and. If nothing else, we'll give you a little bit of a strategy for yourself moving forward uh, completely for free, right? But if we think you would be a great fit for the program, 
what we do is we'll book in for another call that's probably going to take about an hour to an hour and a half so we can go through all the details with you so you know you make the right decision and uh, at the end of that we'll just you know like you you we'll give you our perspective here's what's going down here are the details and yeah it's a pretty relaxed casual chat we want to make sure we get the right people on board but we also want to really make sure that you make the right decision so we take our time with these processes there's no pressure and uh, yeah, we, we're really just here to help and to, to serve. And if you have any other things you would like us to discuss on the podcast, please let us know about that. And yeah, so without further ado, thank you for today and we'll see you again tomorrow.